1: Fans, this is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you, and especially today because we'll be celebrating the remarkable showbiz career of Mickey Rooney, one of Hollywood's most famous stars. Joining us for this tribute are three of our favorite guests, George Bettinger from the Mom and Pop Shop Radio Show over on Dreamstream Radio film historian James Colt Harrison, and Diana Sanger, founder and editor of Classic Movie Guide. Now, we'll hear from George and James and Diana in just a few minutes, but first I'd like to mention some important Mickey Rooney highlights. Of course, by now, everybody knows that he passed away a few days ago at the age of 93, which both saddened and surprised me. Because with his boundless energy, I thought he would make it to 100 at least. But he leaves behind a legacy of versatile performances on film, stage, and TV. He was the top box office star three years in a row, that was 1939, 1940, 1941, and earned four Oscar nominations for supporting performances. Then in 1938, Mickey won the Juvenile Actor Oscar and in 1983 received um, an honorary Oscar For His many years of outstanding performances, he did make his first film appearance at four years of age, and soon he began wowing audiences with his singing, dancing, and ability to do roles in both comedy and drama. He achieved great success in the very popular Andy Hardy films, and as Judy Garland's partner in a string of backyard musicals, which I dearly loved. He also won acclaim as a burlesque comic in Broadway's Sugar Babies and as the mentally challenged Bill on television. The Internet database lists a whopping 337 that's right, 337 acting credits for Mickey Rooney. And all that is just the tip of the iceberg, which we'll soon find out from our guests as soon as I check with Nikki Starr about our chat room. Nikki, is the chat room open and are all systems uh, go there?
2: It is, and we are.
1: Great. I'm so happy that that you're with us, and and, uh, also I want to thank the people who have signed up for the chat. We really appreciate them as well as our other listeners, and we also appreciate Diana, George, and James for taking the time to celebrate Mickey Rooney's career in showbiz with us today, and so let's bring them on now. They've been waiting patiently. Ladies first, as usual. Diana, I can't help being curious. I know uh, you're the founder of Classic Movie Guide, and you love uh, those uh, classic movies from the past. I can't help being curious, when did you first see a Mickey Rooney film, and what was your reaction to it?
2: Well, it was long after he started his career in 1926, because I'm not as old as Jim <laughs> but, <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> yeah, okay. it was, it was uh, probably in the 50s when they were actually kind of starting the reruns of the Andy Hardy series um, and I wasn't so much at that point drawn to him because i was still young as I was just the funny action scenes and the energy and the quick pacing of the shows that's how I oh, became I... interested in him
1: Oh yeah, talk of this—the fast pace and the energy—I I felt the same way about that. And I wonder if if George and James felt the same way too. George, when when did you become aware of Mickey? And what did you think of him when you first saw him perform?
0: Well, I I first became aware of Mickey Rooney when I had a film projector as a like eleven year old kid, and huh. um, we were discussing. Uh, Prior to going on the air, that he used to be in silent films as Mickey McGuire, and I would buy these little eight millimeter movies oh. and watch them along with things like The Little Rascals and Laurel and Hardy, and and I watched a lot of Mickey McGuire shorts and I loved them. I, I that's how I really first saw him. It's an interesting thing. I first saw him in in what he began with, and uh, it was quite amazing, really.
1: Well, I haven't talked to anybody who actually saw <laughs> Mickey McGuire shorts, and I became uh, very interested in them, too, and would like to like to see them. Or, do you know whether they can be ordered?
0: Well, there might be some that are on YouTube, and there might be some that are on Amazon. I, I really don't know, but there's probably some collection somewhere. And then eventually, the Mickey McGuire films were kind of a competition with uh, Hal Roach's Our Gang, and uh, you have you have a sound version of them that came out in the early '30s. So, and Hattie McDaniel would show up, or Shirley Jean Rickard from the Little Rascals. Very, very interesting series uh, uh, of his early work.
1: Oh well, um, there's over fifty. Uh, according to the Internet Movie Database, over fifty of those um, Mickey McGuire shorts, and I, I was just astounded. And of course, this is before he, you know, he got into the full features. They they were shorts. So I'm going to try to uh, try to um, find at least one of them one of them to see. And um, I wonder. Uh, I know James that um, Diana said that she's not as old as you are, but you're not as old as I am, and I know you call yourself the wor- world's oldest uh, teenage movie fan. <laughs> so when did you when did you become aware of Mickey, and what did you think of him when you first saw him
3: perform? <laughs> well, actually, I don't remember when I became aware of Mickey Rooney because he's been around my entire life, so it was like, uh, you know, <laughs> a second brother. But uh, I just... Uh, I loved his Andy Hardy movies. Uh, I especially loved his Judy Garland uh, films with, um, oh, what was it, Babes on Broadway, Strike Up the Band, Babes in Arms. Those were my favorite films because they were musicals, and I'm a musical lover. So, But, uh, yeah, Mickey has been around my whole life, so I don't remember actually the first time I saw him because I've been going to movies since I was about six months old. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
1: So you so you never remember a time in your life without Mickey Rooney. He's been there. No,
3: no, not at all. I mean, he's been a, around my entire life. So that's uh, a great <laughs> that's a <laughs> great answer. And then I was I
1: was going to ask you about uh, what your favorite Mickey Rooney movies and performances are. But so you already answered that. You and you think it's the um, the movies, the Andy Hardy movies, and the uh, Judy Garland uh, backstage uh, musicals that they
3: made. Those are your those are your favorites. Oh yeah, actually, I, I I love the musicals more than I love the Andy Hardy se- series. Although in the Andy Hardy series, you you saw uh, uh, several uh, young actresses coming up. One of whom was uh, Anne Rutherford, who was a, yeah. a friend of uh, Diana's and mine. In in the latter years of her life, we really? met her, and yeah, we met Anne, and uh, she was just the sweetest thing. She was like she was in the films. A lot older, but <laughs> very, very nice. So, uh, and, and also, I think uh, Ava Gardner appeared in one of those movies. Whom well, I think married. Lana
1: Turner. Lana Turner and, did, too. Lana
3: Turner, yeah. yeah. They were all kids then,
1: though, you know. Well, uh, I saw on Turner Classic Movies, um, the night before last, I think it was, when um, they showed the first and the... Well, it wasn't really Andy Hardy's movie. The first one was a family affair and uh Mickey Rooney just was as Andy was, you know, just a part of the family. He wasn't the main wasn't the main character. And, um I was kind of disappointed, uh, because I was looking for Anne Rutherford as Polly Benedict because I remember her playing Polly Benedict in so many of yeah. the Andy Hardy movies and I I don't know the name of the actress that played played her them but but uh Anne Rutherford was was much uh superior. <laughs> she was always very entertaining to watch and uh it, it I, I think she added a lot to those uh Andy Hardy uh, movies. Well, what about you George? Do you what are your favorite Mickey Rooney movies and performances?
0: Well, I'm a big fan of everything that he did. I was uh, fortunate enough to see him uh, live on the stage in Sugar Babies with Ann Miller. And, uh, you know, I say to people, she was all legs and Mickey came up to her waist. It was hysterical. (laughs) Love it. The, The timing and there was some scenes where he was a judge and she was at the courthouse and he would sit at the, uh, you know, the judges' chambers with the gavel, and then he would, like, come through the bottom of the, of the... The timing was great. He would come through the bottom of the desk and do something funny visually, then go back, and it was just up and back, and it had almost a uh, Marx Brothers madness to the, the comedy. It was really a lot of fun.
1: Oh, I'm so jealous when I knew about Sugar Babies, and I, I knew there was no way I could I could get to to see that. But I, I would have loved to see Mickey Rooney and Ann and Miller together in that. Well, what about, do you have a particular movie that Mickey was in that you well, liked? You say you liked all of them, but was there one that stood out to you?
0: Well, yes. Uh, one of them that stands out, of course, is I think we all know. Babes in Arms. You know, uh, at nineteen, he was nineteen. He became the first teenager to be Oscar nominated. So that that's kind of a interesting oh. factoid. You know, it was and it was for Babes in Arms. Uh, he, right. He actually, uh, if you study Mickey, was most proud of his role in The Black Stallion. Yes. But, uh, Great movie. Yes, indeed. But uh, And speaking of stallions, he loved golf and he loved ponies. So <laughs> He did. That's right. <laughs>
3: nice segue. That's where all his money went. <laughs> 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 it's bad. right, right.
1: Well, uh, Diana, I think once before when you were on, uh, on the show, you did talk about how much you liked the uh, – the musicals uh, that Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney made t- together. is that uh, Would those still be your favorite Mickey Rooney movies, or do you have uh, another movie or performances that, that be- has become your favorite?
2: Well, there's certainly part of it, yes, and um, so is The Black Stallion and National Velvet. But I think what stood out for me during his prime was Boys Town, because oh. I was such a tame little Christian girl, the intrigue of watching a, a bad kid was fascinating. And as Whitey Marsh, oh, my goodness, what a, what a journey he had in that film. So, um, you know, that was his diversity. I mean, he could he could be the bad guy. He could be the funny guy. He could be the heartwarming guy. You know, he was just all over the place. It was wonderful.
0: They tugged at uh, your heartstrings. I, I, I agree, Diana. You know, he was able... To make you laugh, he was able to make you cry. Um, boys Town, wow, that's a good choice. You know, there are scenes in that where he's like, I don't remember the little act, little boy's name, the actor, but he kept telling him, you know, everything's going to be all right, and you saw the tears in Mickey's eyes, and he said, uh, go play Mumbly Peg and do this, and, you know, don't follow me around, and, you know, all that wonderful, uh, realistic feeling that he put into the movies it remains forever on film and and it's still effective today.
1: Sadly. Yes. Yes because I um as soon as uh, we announced that we were doing this uh this show about Mickey Rooney emails came in and um, that was one of the things that uh, people mention about how he was so versatile and was able to uh to do so many emotions on screen. And um, that's, that's one, of, one of his trademarks, I think. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Boys Town, Diana, because uh, I remember meeting Mickey Rooney at the Palm Springs International Film Festival back in 1995. Um, the San Diego Cinema Society had arranged a question-and-answer session with Mickey Rooney, and of course, I rushed up and got the seat right up there by him. <laughs> you know I got, I got there early to make sure Larry and I got up there, made sure that we were close to him and could, could uh, really uh, see him. And uh, I remember him talking about portraying uh, Father Flanagan in "The Road Home," which was the movie that was being premiered at, the, at that festival. And I think it was shown on television as the brother, as a brother's destiny. And um, he he talked about uh, the fact that he had come full circle because he had played a, a Whitey, this character that you like so much, Diana, this uh, delinquent, co-starring with Spencer Tracy in Boy's Ta- Town, and then here, so many years later, is uh, Mickey playing Father Flanagan in. Um, the road home. <laughs> I thought, well, I, that that really is a, a wonderful transformation. And he did uh, he did each role with a plum, I think. And then I loved the way he. Uh, somebody asked him about Judy, work, working with Judy Garland, and he and he said that uh, he's, uh, this is a direct quote. He said, "I loved her. She was the greatest performer who ever lived." And there particular relationship, I think, was was so uh, touching, and um, those are my favorites, the Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney movies, because when I was in my teens, whenever I, you know, I was, well, I love those MGM musicals, James, so I'm with yes, you on that, yes. <laughs> but I oh, always oh, knew, yeah, I always knew something special was in store whenever Mickey Rooney said to Judy Garland, let's put on a show. Right. <laughs> never mind, never mind about those strikingly <laughs> similar plots and the same characters in Babes in Arms, Babes on Broadway, Girl Crazy, <laughs> and Strike so, yeah. Up the Band. That didn't, that didn't faze me because I could hardly wait to see Mickey and Judy perform their great musical numbers, and they were. Definitely great uh, musical numbers. So I'm wondering, um, how, how much do you think Judy Garland enhanced um, those, those movies? Uh, what would you say oh, about that, George?
0: Oh, tremendously. She was just amazing. You know, at the time that he was doing the silent films and then he got into the sound um, shorts she was little Frances Gum with her sisters in, you know, in vaudeville. And and one day she was on the bill with Georgie Jessel. And he said, oh, "Now I'm going to bring up the next person who's going to come out on the stage. And uh, what is your name, my dear? And she whispered to him, Frances Gum. Frances Ethel Gum And he said, no, I can't introduce a name like that. I'm going to change it. And he saw a Garland, and he thought about different first names, and he said, and now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to present Miss Judy Garland, and then she came out, and, you know, she kept the name, and they reminisced on several shows about that.
3: Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's right? that's quite true, yes. Well, they yeah, were... It, it, uh, it's
0: amazing, and also... Um, the chemistry between the two of them as young performers was very electrifying and very exciting, so I think that during difficult times during the end of the depression and wartime years uh audiences looked forward to that and really did not mind if the storyline was going to be similar or they just wanted to be entertained.
1: I think you're right about that I know I did i mean i was that was just just so thrilling to me to see to see the two of them and the the energy that they had together on screen and uh the way they played off one another i think they they were just marvelous and um i i missed i missed that i don't think we have anything quite like that today thank heavens we have the the films that we can watch, and I do watch them over and over again, and they did re- remain such very, very close friends. In fact, I, I understand that um, that when Liza Minnelli uh, was planning the, uh, Judy's funeral, that she wanted Mickey to do the uh, eulogy, and then the more she thought about that, the more uh, she thought, no, uh, she didn't think that Mickey Rooney could, um, you know, contain himself. That you know he was so shook up about uh, Judy's passing. So um, I think they were more like sister and brother, and they just had um, a really wonderful relationship. Uh, don't you uh, believe that, too, Diana? That they were they were really a marvelous pair
2: oh they were i mean they just made magic on screen you know (laughs) it didn't matter if they were singing dancing laughing getting into trouble it was you were just there the whole time beginning to end enjoying it and what a treat and and unfortunately they started out as two peas in a pod you know both being forced by the studios to perform and it kind of became a a match in tragedy you know it worked out for him but not as well for her sadly yes
0: i i agree diana he um he seemed to fit in and live the life of the studio system better than she was able to. He, he in fact, he had uh, one of his quotes was something to the effect of, "Movie moguls were never as mean or evil as they were depicted to be," and uh, he 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 was like in with in with the crowd, so to speak.
1: Yes. Yes. And and um, James, do you think we have uh, a pair like Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland today, or
3: will we ever see anything like that again? Well, we might see something like that again, but we don't have it right now. In fact, there's no glamour in films today, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, they had one great element, and that that is they were both kids then. They were both young, and they were both silly, and you know they'd they'd have a great time on the set, and that and uh, Mickey often said that Judy was uh, the love of his life, but not romantically. They, right. they never hooked up romantically, but, but they were just so close, as, like brother and sister, like, as you said. But uh, they had that, that great element of being teenagers together and laughing and goofing around. And what a, what a better playground than the soundstage at MGM where all the magic happened. Right yeah. <laughs> that would be a great playground, absolutely <laughs> yes
1: yeah, well
3: well they um, I
1: was looking at some of the Mickey Rooney uh, clips on youtube, and i um, George, you mentioned that uh, that Mickey and Judy did reminisce a lot about their working together in the movies and and one and one was especially touching where. Um, uh Mickey she, uh, Judy Garland on the Judy Garland show she had Mickey on as a guest and uh, she was showing him some still photographs and then Mickey Mickey was reacting to them and that you could just see this rapport as they were looking this rapport that they had with each other as they were looking at the pictures and then both of them joking about what was what was happening there And uh, you could tell that that their rapport was was real, and that was the other thing about them together on screen. They just seemed to be so so real. Now sometimes Mickey Rooney, uh, I have to admit, as much as I loved him, he did sometimes ham it up a little bit. (laughs) But
2: when he was with Jude, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But
0: when he was with Jude,
2: sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <sometimes. laughs> well, no, you, you know,
0: the thing is that uh, when you say you see the reaction on their face when they're looking at a clip or something, um, these are entertainers that ate, slept, and drank show business. Um, yeah. They felt most comfortable when they were on a stage, whereas most people, I think, would feel intimidated or possibly nervous uh, in front of so many people, but that was when they felt comfortable
1: right yes, and it that did show definitely it 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 did show and
0: we, well, difficult, we all what know was how... difficult with them was when they were not working what to do with themselves
1: oh. oh that's a very good point yeah they were they were alive and they were healthy while they were performing
3: but
0: absolutely, and I have a question. For James and for Betty Joe and Diana, this is a trivia question, and I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, Do you know what show became immensely popular on television in the 1970s that Mickey was considered to play the lead role on?
3: Hmm. One that he didn't get, you mean?
0: Yes, it was one that that he didn't get, uh, James, but he was... Seriously, being considered for the part, and luckily he didn't get it because the man who did get it made it iconic. But do you guys know what show? Oh, I All need?
1: in the Family.
0: That's right, Archie Bunker. Archie oh yeah, that's Bunker. right. Yeah.
1: he would have been great in that too. But uh, but now I can't see anybody. Other than... Right,
0: but you'd have so many musical numbers between him and Meathead; it would be ridiculous. <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
3: Be a whole it would have been a different show, show. yeah, a different. Show. <laughs> it would it
1: would be a whole different show, but we all know how how talented uh, Mickey was in in so many ways a singer, a dancer, a uh, comic, actor. And is there any one of these areas that you you think that he he was uh, the best in? Where
2: he
1: what did he do his best as a singer, a dancer, a comic? or an actor, that's a a tough question. Diana, you want to chime in on that one first?
2: You know, I give it an A-plus in all categories because we relished his work. and, And as time went by and he continued to keep going, sometimes it was a little sad because maybe you felt he was compelled to act. That was his life rather than wanting to. But we never saw any of that. I mean, every time he was on a film, on stage, it was just go, Mickey, and we enjoyed it, and you know he was he, he he just gave us a wonderful contribution to cinema, and he made people laugh, and he gave us everything he had to the day he died.
1: So you wouldn't uh, pick I out agree, any absolutely. one area, and and you agree with that, uh, George? How about you, James? One of these areas that you think he was uh, best at. Or equal, uh, equal as a singer, dancer, comedian, and actor. Uh,
3: yeah, I I think you'd have to say he was equally talented in all those areas because in, in in one scene he might be dancing and then he runs over to the piano and starts playing the piano and then he jumps up and plays the trombone and I, I mean and then he makes you laugh and so I, he he was just uh, all around talented, really. I forgot yeah.
1: musician
3: and he yeah, did play the drums.
1: Musician. Oh yeah, the drums. The drum, and the piano, yeah, like yeah, like a dream. So yeah. so that's yeah. another area that but yeah. uh, but I I would have to be in the minority here. And uh maybe it's just because I love this area so much. I thought that he was a sensational dancer. And I don't think that was played up as much as I would have liked, but every time I see him dance I you know, I watch and uh he was a much better dancer than Judy. I mean that was that was clear. She was a much better singer than he was, but he was a much better but, dancer than she well, was. Well, she always
3: admitted she always admitted she wasn't really a good dancer, but she was a quick quick study and she would pick up things very quickly. And she acted while she was dancing. thanks. Yeah. I mean,
1: she was yeah, great thanks. great to watch. <laughs> she was great to watch. But there's a little little clip that I saw on YouTube, thank heavens for YouTube, of um, Mickey Rooney. He must have been uh, six, maybe six years old. And it's, a, it's him uh, in a film called Broadway to Hollywood or Hollywood to Broadway, one of the others. And it's just a, a short little clip of him dressed in a suit and a top hat and a cane. And he's tapping his little heart out. And he taps faster than anybody I've ever seen tap. He taps faster than I used to. So I thought, This guy is really something. That must have been fast. You watch it if you look, if you go over to YouTube and you look at some of the things with the dancing. Just pay particular. Forget about everything else and just look at Mickey Rooney's dancing, and you'll see what I'm what I'm talking about. But he's. But he really made uh, so many contributions to uh, to the cinema, and, and uh, Diana, you said uh, he deserves a plus in in all of those areas. But uh, George, what do you think is Mickey's most important contribution to movies?
0: I'm going to have to go with with uh, with everyone on saying the musicals. I think the musicals and the films that showed him doing the various different things that he had the ability to do really even if it's hammy or even if it's over the top it's him and no one else would be able to do that but him so it was from a time where particular personalities shone uh... from their work in vaudeville and this and that and uh... he was i, I would say the musicals um... the musicals will always be considered uh, classic films and then if you delve in deeper, you know you'll find things like uh like Bill, you mentioned Bill, I remember being a teenager seeing that, and then that brought tears to my eyes. He was so real in the part. I remember a scene where he was running to the bus and um he had disabilities, and he you know he was having problems, and he forgot his lunch and he ran all the way back home and he was and here's this older man practically in tears because he forgot his lunch box and it, it, you know how many actors can do that
1: mm-hmm. how many yeah that's true you know, that uh, that really shows emotional emotional range that's that's for sure it's something a, that we didn't expect
0: i have a feeling betty joe that he uh that he was a regular uh down to earth person because i you know i teach uh, seniors um Acting and, and creative writing and various different things in Florida, and one of my, they always have stories. They have stories about show business and people they met. And during wartime, uh, there was this older gentleman who was a magician who told me that he was at a, you know, at a celebration of some kind at a bar, and he he said you know the entertainers were these victory caravan, you know, entertainers, and one of them was Mickey Rooney standing right next to him, and he was so excited that the swizzle stick that was in the drink, he put that in his mouth and it made him choke and he messed himself up. You know, it's not a pretty story, but it's true. But he said Mickey took him and said, let's get you cleaned up, buddy. And he took him into the bathroom and Mickey did that.
1: Oh, oh I'm glad to hear that. I, I think but When you, you probably... think about it,
0: you say, you know, he didn't have to do that. He was... Uh, he was a he was a musical star, but he he uh, he did it.
3: Well, showed his human yes. side. Yeah, and i'm yes. proud
2: proud uh, of our veterans, he also served twenty two months in the U S Army. Wow! Yes, he
3: did. Yes, he did. In World well, War Two. Yeah, and he joined. He joined. Yes. He, he wasn't drafted. No. He joined. He wasn't drafted. Yeah. You volunteered. Well, okay. You're right.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, James, um, I think that this is a good place to go uh, into the, any anecdotes that we do know about Mickey Rooney. Uh, there, there are a lot of them. <laughs> some of them are gossip, <laughs> but uh, some of them are true, <laughs> whether they're gossip or not. And um, So, James, do you have any Mickey Rooney
3: anecdotes that you'd like to share with us? Uh well you, there's one uh, uh when he made the film Breakfast at Tiffany's uh, later in his life he, one of his uh, adult films he he played a caricature of a Japanese man that was so oh, yes. over the top it was uh so on PC today it, it was embarrassing and he he later said he he apologized for doing that part like that because it was such a caricature of a Japanese man, and it was uh, just embarrassing. So he, yeah. was so he was sorry for
1: that. I was sorry for him for that, too. <laughs> but uh, he did realize later that's, that's true. Diana, do you have any anecdotes about Mickey Rooney you'd like to share?
2: I found a couple of funny ones. One of them was uh, in his autobiography he made a reference that Groucho Marx once took him to a brothel where the ladies were lookalikes for Hollywood starlets. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, and um, <laughs> of course, of course, somebody of his character had to, you know, be mischievous at, at some time. And and uh, I, I saw that he was reprimanded by um, MGM studio head Louis B. Mayer for having a torrid affair with Norma Shearer.
3: <laughs> yes. Oh yes, that's right. She, she was, was like a hundred years older. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uncle Louis would have been very unhappy. I mean, here he has his yep. Andy Hardy character and i i got a kick out of um, mickey rooney that, uh, telling people that he was uh, he said i played a 14 year old boy for 30 years <laughs> That's really sense, sense of humor and uh, george do you have any other anecdotes about mickey that you'd like to share
0: i want to get back to the groucho mark story yeah all right
3: is groucho here <laughs> yeah, let's hear some more details.
0: If you say the secret way, the duck will come down and give you a $1,000. And uh, what do you say, Chico? Hey, boss, every time I say something, you're not saying a thing. What's the matter? you do no not no speak? <laughs> you know, you know uh, I heard that story about the, uh, yeah, I think I met that lady, but she kicked the habit. No, but, you know, listen, um, what what I, what I love is I only got to bump into him or have the pleasure or the opportunity of meeting him one time. And when you come, you know, through a crowd of people and everybody wants an autograph and everybody wants something, you try to think of something to say that you might connect with. So I just, I was a kid doing radio and TV commercials at the time, and I said, Mickey, and he said, yes. And I said, what's your best advice to someone like myself who's just getting started in show business. He said, kid, don't leave your wallet in the dressing room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's very good.
0: That's very good advice.
1: I think it is. Well, I, we do have to mention that Mickey was married eight times. And yeah. First married to to Ava Gardner, and at one time he was telling people that he he was good friends with with all his wives. He said, in fact, there's a Mickey Rooney wife, former wives marching band.
0: <laughs> yes, his his I wedding albums, uh, his wedding albums are in alphabetical order. <laughs>
1: really? Well, and, and some of the things that we haven't mentioned, uh, I thought it was quite remarkable. He has four stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, one for, um, let's see, one, well, movies, of course, live theater, television, and radio. Now, I wasn't so sure about um, his uh, radio shows, and I should have looked, uh, do you know uh, anything about that, George? George?
0: To be honest with you, I never even thought... I love radio of the classic era. I never thought about Mickey on radio because he's so visual to me, so I would no. have to, like, research that. Same yes, here. Yes, I, he
3: he did a lot of radio shows. In fact, he, he did the Andy Hardy series on radio uh, quite oh, okay. a few years a- after the films were done, and, and he also did a lot of radio during uh, World War II uh, to the troops and um, other various programs that were on, so yeah, he did a lot of radio, as as many of the stars did at that time. That was sort of supplemental income for them.
1: Like Lux Radio Theater and
3: yeah, Alcoa yeah. Hour and things like the that, fans, yeah,
1: so things like that. So that's probably Yeah, I, uh, I had an
0: opportunity, which was really cool, to interview um, June Havoc when she was s- still so beautiful, and you know, she was must have been in her 80s, and she was wonderful, and at that time, I was working as the field segment reporter for WOR, and it was Memory Lane, it was Joe Franklin Show, and I, I, I sat with June Havoc, and I, you know, we we discussed people like Mickey, uh, Eddie Cantor, you know, Vaudevillians, and mm-hmm. uh, and we got on the subject of Mickey, and you know, just men in general, and comedians, and so forth, and. June said to me, you know, don't get me wrong. She said, I like men, just not in the house. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: good. That's a good way. Well, I, I can't believe the time has gone by so so fast, and, and it's almost time to wrap things up. And I I wanted to mention that we um, that uh, one of our loyal listeners, uh, Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts, is in the chat room and seems to be enjoying the show very much. And we're so glad Nancy is here. Uh, I hope the listeners will check out her hilarious show. Here on blog talk radio, that's comedy concepts on Mondays and Fridays at ten thirty eastern time and I see there's someone named George uh, Bettinger also in the in the uh, chat room and uh, George, would you like to tell our listeners about uh, the mom and pop shop radio show and where they can listen and and what time
0: yes, the mom and Pop shop is a wonderful radio show that tries to bring the charm of yesteryear to the Internet. And it's on on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 1 o'clock Pacific, on a station called Dream Stream Radio.
1: And it's a great show. I mean, the great music and uh, guests that call in and your uh, wonderful banner and people will, uh, when they listen, they will know why I call you Mr. Show Business. And James Cold Harrison has movie reviews that, um, that you can read a number of sites. Uh, James, uh, you're uh, writing for, class- for Diana's Classic
3: Movie Guide, right? I certainly am, yes, and I'm the best writer there. Good. That's what I thought. And Diana I like,
1: Sanger I like that. is that there's uh, no not so only, modest No, he is. He's so modest. That's why we love him. Diana Sanger <laughs> has two has uh, the classic movie guide site and also uh, Review Express. So give our listeners the U R L for those two sites, Diana. Oh, I guess i guess diana something must have happened technical difficulties so um classic it's www.classicmovieguide.com and the other uh site is review express that's www.reviewexpress.com so you can read some wonderful reviews on on both of those sites so I see our time is almost up, so I want to thank George and James and Diana for helping us remember Mickey Rooney's great showbiz career. You three have been the perfect guests for today's show. Can I get you all three together uh, another time? Will you all three come back on and, and join in the conversation again? Absolutely. Yes. Oh,
0: sure. I, we, I'd love to. Anytime. Anytime, Betty Jo.
1: Well, I'll look forward to that but it's time to wrap things up now so this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for selecting today's episode as one of their staff picks and they were wise to do that I think (laughs) and to Nikki Starr for all her help as well as to Richard B. Smart for finding our outro music which you're going to hear in a few seconds and special thanks to our chatters and other listeners. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time when our guest will be the multi-talented actress Joan Benedict Steiger, who always has such fascinating stories to share with us. She's appeared in numerous movies, TV shows, and live theater productions. Plus, she's an avid tap dancer like me. Yay. So be sure to listen in. (laughs) In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. Let's go out today with Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland in their spirited duet from 1948's Words and Music, a musical, James, that they made as adults. Mickey played composer Lorenz Hart, and Judy plays Broadway superstar Marilyn Miller. Here's my favorite number from that movie. And Mickey and Judy, rest in peace. Uh, Mel, Uh, take I Wish
3: I Were in Love Again, will you? Uh, I felt
1: good when we up and parted.
3: You don't know I knocked on wood, gladly broken-hearted. Worrying through, I sleep all night, appetite and health restored. You, you don't, don't know how much we're bored. Sleepless nights The daily fights The quick to bargain When you reach the heights I miss the kisses And I miss the bites I wish I were in love again The broken days The endless waits The lovely loving And the hateful hates The conversation With a flying plate I wish I were in love again No more
2: pain
3: No more strain No more strain Rather be God, God, the pulled out fur of Captain Kerr. The fine mismating mating of a him and her. We've, We've learned our, our lesson that, that we wish we were in love again.
1: The furtive tie, the blackened eye, the words I'll love until the day I die. The self-deception
3: that believes the lie. When love congeals, it soon reveals The fade aroma of a forming field The double crossing of a pair of veal I wish I were in love again No more care
2: No, dear. I'm all
3: there now, but I'd rather be punched from.
2: Believe me, sir. I much prefer the classic battle of a him and her. We We don't don't like quiet quiet and and we wish we were in love.